What is a liquid gold mule? Do you have time to pursue your hobbies as a medical student? What's it like to date a classmate? How do third-year rotations impact the field of medicine you choose? Today on Talking Missions and Med Student Life, I interview Parvathy, a third-year medical student here at the University of Utah School of Medicine. Helping you prepare for one of the most rewarding careers in the world. This is Talking Admissions and Med Student Life with your host, the Dean of Admissions at the University of Utah School of Medicine, Dr. Benjamin Chan. Okay, welcome to another edition of the pod. I'm so excited to have Parvathy today. Hello, Parvathy. Hi, Dr. Chan. That's fantastic. All right, so where do you just come from? Uh, adult nephrology. Adult nephrology. You're a third-year yep. student. Yep. Just past step one, and you're yep. doing your rotations. So nephrology, the beans. What do you think so far? So cool. What, what's cool about it? Um, so this is one of my electives. Um, and uh, all these people consult us. And I feel like kidneys kind of scare people. Mm-hmm. And the nephrologists come in and they're like, okay, let's do some dialysis. And it's like pretty hardcore. Okay. I like it. I remember in my medical school training, uh, the nephrologists, they would come and give lectures. And they talked about how urine – What's that phrase? Urine is like – it's like it's worth its weight in gold. It looks yeah, like gold. liquid gold. Liquid gold. Liquid gold. Be- <laughs> because, uh, um, because it doesn't hurt to take it out of your body. People produce a lot of it. Yeah, And it's very easy to analyze. So. And as the medical stu- – so there's one other medical student. As opposed to other liquids, yes. Uh, yeah, so we have two medical students on this rotation and mm-hmm. our job is to be like the liquid gold pack mules we carry what around. <laughs> They're mean? like, oh, yeah, take some urine and just, just keep it with you while we round. So we just carry around urine sometimes. Is it labeled or you just carry back? Yeah, no, 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 no. Okay. It's labeled. And we spin it down in the lab oh, and okay. it's very educational. I but like nephrologists <laughs> have this weird ritual. They go up no. in the hospital and I don't know, they do parties with urine or something. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. They might. They don't invite us. Okay. But. <laughs> All right. So you carry yeah. around urine. Yeah. Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Is it warm urine? Because warm urine comes out warm. <laughs> Unless the nurse has collected it earlier in the mm-hmm. day and it's been sitting there, yeah. It's, I mean, but it's in a bag. Like, you know, we're not touching it. Okay. So third year so far, what do you think overall? Um, it's really fun. I like it. Why it's, do you like it? Um, it's very – it's like an adventure. Like, it's different stuff all the time, every day. You never know what's going to happen. Um, so, like, so choose your own adventure? Or how would you call it? Yes. I think that's the challenging part about it. It is a choose your own adventure so that it's like – it's not like, oh, you just go to class every day and you kind of know what's going to happen and you can take notes or whatever. This is like, oh, if you ask a certain person this, it might open up this conversation and you might mm-hmm. learn this. And if you don't ask those questions, then maybe you won't learn that. I don't know. So, I see. so when I was a medical student, I'm doing my first two years, I was mm-hmm. always mystified. Like, what does a third year do all day? You know, yeah. the first two years of med school are very kind of structured. Uh, there's lectures, there's seminars, there, there's these places you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then third year was kind of nebulous. You know, I knew that we mm-hmm. did rounds, but it was really unclear to me what that meant. Like, so mm-hmm. what does a day look like? You know, like, let's talk about nephrology. What does a day look like on the nephrology service? So How do you spend your day? Yeah. Typical day on nephrology, you get there in the morning. Um, as a third year student, you carry like two to three patients at a time. So when you get there, you pre-round, 
which means you look up the patients, see what they did overnight. Um, you look up their labs. Nephrology is very labs-based. Can you do this at home and save you time, or do you have to come into the hospital to do you it? You can do it at home, okay. but I I don't do that because I think it's weird. I, I don't know. I prefer to be in the hospital when I do hospital stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you look up your patient, um, see if any events occurred overnight, um, and kind of prepare your report for that day. Um, if anything happened that would change your diagnosis, that would be something to discuss in rounds. So you just kind of like prepare your spiel. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a third year, that's why they only let us do, you know, a couple of patients because it takes a lot of effort for us. You're supposed to be very thorough with right. the small yeah. number of patients you do have. Exactly, yes. exactly. You're supposed to learn as much as you can from those patients. Okay. So. So, and then you go and talk to them and interview them? Yeah, yeah. you go uh, see all of your patients, uh, do an exam, mm-hmm. um, you know, interview them. And that's all considered pre-rounding? That's all pre-rounding. Okay. Yeah, this is all the stuff you do by yourself. And what time do rounds start in the world of nephrology? In the world of nephrology, uh, 9 o'clock. And do you have to bring, like, liquid, like coffee and cocoa or? Uh, no. Donuts? I mean, you can. Okay. Do you have students start doing that? Some, well, I feel like okay. I feel like that usually happens if you've been on a rotation for a while and you've been with the same team. And mm-hmm. at the end, uh, if you're leaving, you know, you like uh, bring donuts or something as like a parting gift. Okay, yeah. I, don't way to kind of, I don't know if you like they write evaluations on you. Yeah, it's, kind of good, it's like good, like goodbye. Let's leave a good, good yeah. impression good as impression. I leave. I've seen those Banbury Cross yellow. Oh, those are uh, so good. When I was on oncology, I felt like there's always donuts somewhere. Mm. Yeah, donuts. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fun. It's got, going back to choose your own adventures. Find choose your own donut. Try to find Cho- donuts in the hospital. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Free food everywhere. Yeah, they you make, just have to find. They it. make jokes about cops eating donuts. Doctors eat <laughs> donuts. donuts. So just many donuts. The the, all the yeah. all the white poke uh, the coat pockets filled with donuts. Yeah. All yeah. right. So nine o'clock. What time do you get there to pre round? Um, so usually like on nephrology, it's been around seven, Seven. but okay. on my previous like internal medicine inpatient rotations, it's six thirty. Six thirty. Yeah. Okay. Not bad mm-hmm. early, but not too yeah, bad. Yeah. Yeah. Not too bad. And then how long do rounds take? I mean, what does rounds looks like, look like from the vantage rounds? point of a med student? Yeah. Um, so if you're on general medicine, you round on your unit. Um, sometimes people do like sitting rounds where you sit in the team room and you round mm-hmm. on your patients. But usually people walk around from room to room. Before, you know, you see the patient, you give a little spiel, uh, updates. Like a presentation. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and... Each attending wants something different, I feel like. It's very hard. Um, yeah, so that's part of the challenge. It's the nature of medicine. That's part yeah. of the challenge. I've had attendings who just do, like, flash rounds. Like, just I just want to know anything that's changed. The two liners, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, like, what do we need to do today? Mm-hmm. And, like, some, if that's the case, then you can get done with rounds in, like, two hours sometimes. Sometimes people, you know, like, they have a lot of questions or if something's changed significantly, then it takes a little more time. And if you have a lot of patients, then it could take... I don't know, like four or five hours sometimes. Okay. So rounds yeah. is really variable. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then, so when you're presenting, you, you're, you're kind of giving feedback or mm-hmm. like maybe present a plan, like, oh, we should maybe adjust the potassium. I don't know. Yeah. And then, and then after rounds is done, is that when you go ahead and start doing those type of activities? Yeah. Okay. So generally, um, it depends on where you are for this, but mm-hmm. at the U, you can put in orders. There's computers everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. So usually, like the resident or the fellow will put in the orders right away, mm-hmm. so they, you know, get that done as soon as possible. If you're at IMC, um, you have to put in paper orders. So then you can go in and write the orders, and then you know, like a doctor has to sign 
the orders in mm-hmm. the chart, and then you put the chart in the. So you, to, so you don't have the power to start doing this. <laughs> yeah, Do that's a little that more power? limited. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Power responsibility. Yeah, you're yeah. like Spider-Man. Right? With exactly, power exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, so let's start over from the beginning. Let's go to the beginning. Let's talk about okay. admissions. So some tips out there. People are listening. How did you prepare to get into medical school? Oh my gosh! Uh, so I would go to your little seminars that you had on. You were, <laughs> lower. I remember you. Yeah. You're saving me back. You asked me really great. The brown girl in the audience. I stood out. <laughs> I, I don't see race. I'm like Stephen Colbert. I have sure, no idea sure. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you went to my little lectures. Yes. But I would never go I'll, up to you or talk to you. Like, I was too intimidated. <laughs> the, the goal of the podcast is for you to talk about what you did, some of the activities you did. I know you did I, a no, lot. No, no, no. No, this is I the d- beginning. I know you did activities. I know you were <laughs> No, this is where I started. So I okay. would kind of gauge, like, you know, what the expectations are. Yeah. That's how I first kind of started learning about what you need to do. Okay. I'm putting in a plug for you. This is good. Mm-hmm. That's good. I like <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I really, really want to go to medical school. From the very beginning, I was like set on medical school. Mm-hmm. And so I took all the classes, the prerequisites. Um, I started volunteering very early. I volunteered at like primary children's and um, I volunteered here. Um, I did research. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was part of the ACCESS program, which is this awesome program. Um, for undergraduate women who are interested in science. Mm-hmm. Um, and they set me up with a lab, actually. So that was really nice. And I worked in a lab at the Huntsman. Um, so, yeah, I, I learned what I needed to do, and I did everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and did you cast a wide net when you started applying? I have no oh, idea. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. How I many did. schools did you apply to? Oh, I don't really remember now. It was... More 20, 30? I, yeah, I want to say, like, around 20. Okay. How many interview offers did you get? I don't know the answers to these questions. It makes me a very dangerous interviewer. <laughs> <laughs> so I have only actually got an interview here. Oh, okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. So. Well, I'm glad that worked out. <laughs> <laughs> it did work out. <laughs> so, but then again, only one interview, a lot of pressure. It was a lot of pressure. How did you mitigate that? How did you do that pressure? Oh, my gosh. It was so hard. Um, I... I don't really know. I just got through it. <laughs> um, but like at the time, these <laughs> yeah, there is some suppression. Mm-hmm. No, at the time, so it wasn't the MMIs or whatever. Yeah, we don't, uh, it yeah, was. It was just the three personal interviews. Yeah, yeah back in when you applied, that would have been twenty. Mm-hmm. That would have been the fall of twenty thirteen. Yes. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. We were just doing traditional interviews at that time. Right. Yeah. And everyone who I talked to was very nice. Mm-hmm. And um, the people in your office were very nice and very welcoming. Yes. Um, and it was actually not as stressful as an experience as I was expecting. Okay. Um, and but I was still nervous because it was like all or nothing. Like this is my one chance. Now, so. leading up to this, was your family like. Were they like talking to you about it or like they, they were scared to bring uh, it up with you? Because sometimes no. like families, loved ones, some of it yeah. others, they, they create more pressure than they don't mean to. No, my okay. family was really nice, actually. Okay. <laughs> they, very, did, they didn't create more pressure. They were very, very supportive. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. That's good. That's yeah, good. so it All was right. really good. All right. Then you come to medical school. Yeah. And how were the first two years? Awesome. What was awesome about it? Um. So... First and foremost, I would say my classmates are very, very nice people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was kind of expecting, this sounds bad, but like maybe not that 
I don't know. Like going into medical school, I was very scared that people would be very competitive and Mm -hmm. looking out for themselves. There is that stereotype. There is that stereotype. And I was kind of worried about that, but that was not the case at all. So that was awesome. Um, And the classes are really fun. Um, I I don't know. It was – I enjoyed it. As I recall, you had time to pursue your own activities, right? I did, yeah. Yeah, that was surprising to me also because going into medical school, I don't know, like – Undergrad, maybe people were like trying to, I don't know, scare me out of going to medical school. People would be, oh, you won't have time for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, really long, blah, blah, blah. And when I got, you know, like first, second year, I still had time to pursue my hobbies. and Which are? Dance. What kind of dance do you do, Harvey? Okay. You are. <laughs> um, I do classical Indian. I speak for the listeners. Mm, we don't, they don't I know. Know, like I know they don't know me. Yeah. Um, I do classical Indian dancing, specifically Bharatanatyam. Can you say that one more time? Bharatanatyam. What, what is that? Is oh, that, my gosh. Does that gosh. mean something? Yes. Does it mean classical dancing? No. Okay. <laughs> There's different interpretations of it. Okay. Um, but basically, it's a South Indian classical dance form. Um, I believe there is a few, but uh, specifically this one's from a state called Tamil Nadu. Mm-hmm. And this is the state just east of where I'm from, actually. Um, to give a shout out, because I know we have a lot of Shout Indian. out to Kanala. That's okay. where I'm from. Shout out. Okay. Yeah. I know we have a lot of Indian <laughs> listeners out there. Okay. And what's the language called? Uh, my language? Yeah. Malayalam. <laughs> how do you still not know how to say I, I that? I still don't know how to say it. <laughs> It's like it's probably like probably like five hundred million people so in the world speak this. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. actually, just people from that state speak it. Okay. Yeah. Still a lot of people. Still. Yeah. yeah okay. All right. Yeah. So anyway, classical dancing. Classical dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started when I was like I don't know, like five, um, and then when we moved to America, I had to stop because there was like no teachers that taught it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when we moved to Utah, um, I found a teacher, and she's actually in South Jordan, which is right by where we lived. And um, I started, I want to say like 2007, 2008. Um, I was her first student here. Oh, wow. Yeah, cool. yeah. So it was pretty cool. She was really nice. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> Being the pioneering student. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've done it ever since. So, is there a specific, I mean, do you wear. I'm not even sure what it's called. Do you wear a sari or is it a different form? So like, it's what like a wear? modified sari. Okay. Um, it's, I mean, it's a Bharatanatyam costume. It's stitched specifically for mm-hmm. this dance. Um, I mean, I guess you could do it in a sari, but it would be much more complicated. Okay. Um, if someone watched Bollywood movies, would they see mm-hmm. this type of dancing? Or is it not in, Ooh. like, media like that? Uh, no, I feel like everyone in India kind of has a knowledge of this dance. It's very okay. uh, well-known. I, I would compare it to, like, ballet in the Western world. Like, oh, dance is, like, based on it. Okay. Like, Bollywood dances, if you learn classical dance first, like, all other types of Indian dancing are easier, I feel like. Um, it's like a My foundation. mental image of you shifted because I now that you say ballet, I have a whole new image of you. Like, are there pirouettes? Uh, no, no, no. PAs? No, okay. I, what I mean is like it's a very uh, foundational type of dance that other forms of dance are built upon, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. It, and it's very like traditional, very classical, similar to ballet in like its place in the culture, mm-hmm. not necessarily in like pirouettes or okay. like fluffy dresses. I, I'm not I, I don't know. <laughs> well, this segues into has anyone ever called you a dancing doctor? A dancing doctor? No, I like that. Because you're combining your two kind of passions and skills yeah. into one. That's good. I know. It's deep. 
Is... We're learning stuff on the podcast <laughs> today. All right. We need to go on to the next topic. Okay. Let's talk about love. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I so, knew it was going here. <laughs> I'm leaving the interview. I guess so, but again, I get, okay. So let me, let me back up. Let Just so you, people know, like, you, you know me very well. I know like I've, very, yeah. <laughs> that's why we were talking about all of these things. I, I asked everyone their love life who comes on the pod. Come on. Really? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. When I go out and present, mm-hmm. I am sometimes asked by students, uh-huh. how do you have time? Do you have time today? Do, do medical students have time? You know, some, sometimes students are in committed relationships, be it marriage or otherwise, and they ask me, like, how do people – find that balance how do they find mm-hmm. those boundaries mm-hmm. i have other students or applicants who say like you know i'm single i'm worried that i'll never meet someone mm-hmm. um, do people date within medical school do applicants people ask you this like on their interview day no not on their interview oh. day. when i do presentations oh oh, oh, oh know, okay. going back you know how you first knew me when i did lectures oh, okay at yeah, yeah so yeah. When, I, when i go down to main campus mm-hmm. I would, you know and people ask me all sorts of questions and sometimes mm-hmm. they're of the relationship variety mm-hmm. so that is mm-hmm. why i'm throwing this out there so when you started medical school, did you uh-huh. think that this would happen or it just kind of organically happened or, or? No. So when I started medical school, I was dating someone. Okay. And so I wasn't really uh, thinking about it too okay. much. Um, yeah. And then we broke up and okay. I really, again, didn't consider that like one of my goals or like priorities in mm-hmm. life to like find someone like it's perfectly fine on my own. <laughs> I was not one of those. I was not one of those people who were really worried about that, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just happened to happen. One so. of your classmates. One of my classmates. So how did that happen? Like, <laughs> uh I don't know. Like I had you broken don't up. Know. Okay, uh, <laughs> you're on <laughs> the rebound. <laughs> <laughs> I had broken up. No, it was like a while since I'd broken up, and mm-hmm. he had broken up with his girlfriend, um, and we had been pretty good friends before, mm-hmm. um, and we just got closer. And okay. did know. it ever come up like the? dynamic of dating someone within the class? I mean, was that a conversation topic between the two of you? uh, So, I mean, other people in my class had dated Mm -hmm. um, before, and so we would talk about it, like, as friends. Sure. Um, So, for example, like, because I think what people need to, like, just kind of imagine is that you have a core group of students, you know, Mm -hmm. a hundred of you, hundreds Mm -hmm. of odd of you, Mm -hmm. and you march through the curriculum together. Right. And there's many, many opportunities to interact with lots of different people. Mm-hmm. So, for example, like, do you sit by this person during lecture? Did you sit? No. So, okay. So, yeah, <laughs> so, I feel like we were different in that. The other people in my class who dated would sit by each other. Mm. But we maintained – I mean, we sat in the same section of the class. Okay, same section. Yeah, but okay. I, I wouldn't sit by him. Okay. Because I had my, like, seatmate. I would sit by, you Your know. Friends. Yeah. Okay. And he would sit by his, you know. And then leading up to second year, you uh-huh. get to create a schedule for third year. And again, like, because I'm drawn upon personal experience. I have mm-hmm. friends who dated mm-hmm. in med school and then they broke up. But they had already yeah. made their third year schedule. I know. I remember you telling me this yes. when we started dating. Yes. It's like, oh, are you guys going to schedule your third year together? I was like, no, that sounds crazy. 
First of all, scheduling third year okay. the way I want it or the way yeah. anyone wants it is very challenging, I feel like, so I, for some for reason. people don't know, you get to schedule, like, mm-hmm. do you do family practice first and then right. pediatrics? Mm-hmm. And there is a chance you guys could have overlapping Overlapping, rotation. yeah. But some people actively try to have the exact same third year schedule, which is, like, yeah. I, I guess equivalent to, like, high school where you have the exact same classes schedule, as your classes friends. back after back after back. Mm-hmm. And... I think the overall mood nowadays is like people don't try to do that because it's just kind of overwhelming. Cause yeah. Like, um, but I'm just curious, like, did that come up? Not at all. Okay. We never talked about that. And I don't think you have any rotations with them. Do I you? don't. So yeah. how it works out is that there's certain certain uh, rotations that are, you know, like four weeks or six weeks or eight weeks. And if you start on like an eight-week rotation, there's only so many ways your schedule can go. Mm-hmm. And so you end up seeing a lot of the same people through, like throughout the year is how I've heard it works out. And so I don't think our schedules overlap at any point actually, um, which okay. is fine. <laughs> like I don't, I don't feel like I need to be on rotations with you. Uh, that's good. I'm, just, I'm asking for the listeners. They okay. cannot ask. Yeah. Ask. No. What I, I think like what I'm trying to say is like you don't have to have the same rotations with this person to mm. spend time with them. Okay. We still find time to spend, you know, together outside. So here's my next question. Again, mm-hmm. I don't know where this is going, but this is why mm-hmm. I love the pod. Mm-hmm. So the when, pod. <laughs> when is it too early to have those discussions about the match, couples match? Oh, I don't know. Has that come up already? I mean, what uh, like kind of. Okay. Um, so I feel like step one kind of brought it up um, How so? because people probably don't understand that. So, uh, yeah. so, I mean, an issue that I was kind of worried about is what if our scores are vastly different? Um, and that was I don't know. So that's how it came up. Meaning, if you had different scores, that might limit someone's ability to match into a program or exactly. field exactly. that they would want to, thereby yeah. hindering the other person. And not that it. I mean, this was before we took step one, and it, it was just mm-hmm. kind of like the stress phase. Like everything was just stressful, mm-hmm. and so this was one of the things that came up, and um, we talked about it, and. It ended up fine. Like, both of us did fine. Mm-hmm. Um, great. You know, like, so that's not an issue, but that's how it came up for us. We didn't talk about it like, oh, should we couples match? Of both of you staring at each other and going, <laughs> three, we're going to yell out our scores. One, two, three. 250. Okay. <laughs> what did you say? What did I say? Okay. Just, it doesn't matter. It was okay. fine. We passed. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's why it came up. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Right. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting. I'm gonna, this is going so well. I don't think I've laughed this hard on the podcast. We're getting definitely gonna. Have Whenever to we talk, I like laugh really hard. It's fun to laugh. Laugh yeah. is very good. It's it also, like, good, good yeah, for the soul. Like, yeah, it helps with the, your art, art, arterial. Yeah, it's fantastic. yeah. All right, it's great. Um, and I have to ask this because it got brought up. Uh-huh. So you cherish this person so much uh-huh. because you are you are a woman with refined tastes and. Very refined. And, and you know, everything is just, you know, beautiful and sensible. <laughs> but you love this person so much. Oh, and, no. No, I know where this is going. He told you not to say it. I know, but I would have thought of it until he told me. <laughs> oh, you, you made boy. a sacrifice. <laughs> and I think you continue to make a sacrifice. So let me, let me just throw this out there. When you first started dating, did you lie and say you enjoyed going to a fast food restaurant? <laughs> I think we've all been there, part of it. We've all liked the person. We've, we've all, yeah. I do like, you know, something like, oh, I like, you know, I don't know. Let me just, I can't think off the top of my head. I, mm-hmm. I enjoy um, listening to, like, like I don't know, 
What's a really smooth good? jazz? Smooth jazz, yeah. <laughs> and if you like someone, you say, "Oh, I like smooth jazz too." And then, yeah. you're like, oh no! And then, like, next thing you know, you just got invited to a smooth jazz. Smooth, oh no, 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 no! And then you, you go down the rabbit hole jazz, of smooth jazz. <laughs> I, you know, like, I, you know, I've gone to puppet shows, and like, you, know, you have. I'm just throwing this out there. Oh okay. man, that's that's pretty Everyone's bad. Everyone's <laughs> been there. Everyone's been like, like, I like this person. I agreed to something. So, mm-hmm. were you in that? Ooh. Are you trying to? You're you're getting me in trouble. Okay. All right. <laughs> no, so maybe. Okay. All right. Good for you. Good for you. All right. I can on. neither confirm nor deny. All we know is that you and uh, uh, your your partner Anish your likes a certain. Yeah, you have known throughout the class of being mm-hmm. like you know anytime. No, everyone in the class knows. Anytime people see you, you guys are just clutching these like bags of mm-hmm. fast food. So I strange I have I have an update though. So like third year, okay. we have to be much more selective. Right, like our, our time that we spend together is much less, and um, it has to be the more. Food is made fast. No, so our new, our new, <laughs> we've grown up. Okay. <laughs> our new place is uh, Bruges, the okay. waffles place. Okay, much better. It's so good. So you, you've graduated from we've graduated to waffles. Yeah, okay. an I, unnamed. I used to say tacos. You, from tacos <laughs> to waffles. There's many tacos. Yeah, Belgian waffles. Belgian waffles. Yeah, yeah, it's like very fancy. Okay, cool. Loved. <laughs> when we have you come back, we can talk more about it. All okay. Right. I'm fat. All right. So last thing, I'm not going to hold it to you. I'm not going to hold – I'm not going to make you commit to it today. But I'm curious, mm-hmm. what kind of doctor do you want to be and why? Um. So I have always – um. Since undergrad, when I shadowed a general pediatrician, um, I've always liked pediatrics and I volunteered at primary children's and I just like love working with kids. Mm -hmm. Um, But going into third year, I was like, I can't close myself off and I can't rule anything out until I experience it. Um, And so my first rotation was internal medicine and it was actually really amazing Um, and I really enjoyed it and... I, yeah, now I'm just like, okay, I'm just open to everything. <laughs> I think it's hard for, I think it's hard because you're exposed to all these different things. I mean, there's so uh-huh. many different fields. Mm-hmm. It's like picking a major. Like, I don't know about you, but one, yeah. it was hard for me to pick a major because I yeah. kind of like different classes for different reasons. Mm-hmm. And I, I know the hot buzz in undergrad nowadays is all these kind of like interdisciplinary majors mm-hmm. where, you know, you get like different classes from different subjects. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like the medicine, there's there, there, there's this winnowing. There's this like period where you kind of start, you know, chopping things off the list and yeah. then you have to get, you know, residency applications ready and mm-hmm. be ready to kind of launch the next phase of your career. So yeah. I, I'm just, cause you're at the beginning of third year. So I'm just curious, like, you know, what your thoughts were, you know, about like, choice. Yeah. um, especially like leading up to step one and like thinking about, you know, like step one scores and stuff like that. Um, that I, and like research for certain fields that, that are very competitive and, uh, I like felt this pressure to like, oh, if I want to go into this, I better start, you know, preparing for that now. Um, uh, now that I realize that a lot of these like residents I've talked to or like attendings have like switched at some point, mm-hmm. that's not as uncommon as I thought it was. And like, I realized that if I really found something at some point that I was very passionate about, um, I can always work towards it. And there's, uh, medicine is very open and that there's always those possibilities. So that was very reassuring to me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so yeah, that's, that's what I've learned. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank well, you. well, Par, anything else? 
mm-hmm. to say to the listeners out there? I don't know. This is a great school. I really like it. <laughs> I'm glad you like it. I'm glad, I'm glad you're having fun. Yeah. Will Parr, we'll definitely have to have you come back because I enjoy laughing. It's fun to have you and get updates both about your career choice, your experiences mm-hmm. during third year, mm-hmm. where you and your boyfriend go to eat at night. <laughs> Which just makes it very teenagerish, which I love. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I've enjoyed having you, Par. You're fantastic. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Talking Admissions and Med Student Life with Dr. Benjamin Chan, the ultimate resource to help you on your journey to and through medical school. A production of the Scope Health Sciences Radio, online at thescoperadio.com.